Good evening and welcome to the Desi Sportscast football show with Nevin Thomas. Nevin, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? All, all, all good, all good, uh, Bharat. Uh, how are you? Yeah, very, very well. I'm loving the uh, Goa shirt. I'm glad you're wearing it proudly. And I think we need to keep talking about them and the yeah. performances and how they did the nation proud. So good on you for that. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Hi. So yeah. how's, your, how's your week been? I mean, um, we are going to talk a lot more about football this week, um, uh, in, in this week's show. It's, but... been a, it's, it's been a good week. And if I can forget what's happening around me, in terms of football, it's definitely been a good week as a Chelsea supporter. Oh, uh, don't get me started on Chelsea. <laughs> we will talk about this... it. Unfortunately, I can't avoid that conversation. We will come to it. But how are things it's... generally? Things generally, it's a little scary out here. Um, Kerala has um, enforced a complete lockdown. Um, it was a partial lockdown so far, from but like from this weekend, it's a complete lockdown for a week, and it's likely to get extended beyond that as well. And uh, will that? Will I think news is that I'm, I'm, pla- I'm planning to get two kittens. Hopefully, I can get that done. Um, the, a friend's cat has given uh, birth to a few babies, and I'm planning to bring them home so that I have company. So. From the next show onwards, don't be surprised if you hear some meows. Uh, that's a big commitment from your part. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had a cat before and I really miss having one. So when I heard, uh, and this is also a fellow football fan who follows us as well. So um, Adil's cat has given birth to a new baby. So he's like, we want them. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should just go get them. So I've, I've ordered, so the, for the last, I think, uh, five days, I've been just obsessed about cats and I'm just ordering things and planning <laughs> accordingly. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good distraction. Well, there's uh, another topic we need to be updated on, on a regular basis. And uh, the big question, obviously, first will be the names that you give them. I don't know if you've already thought or when you do decide, I think uh, you need to break that breaking news on this Absolutely. show. I did think about it, but then I realized that I should probably bring them home and then look at their features and their characteristics and then decide a name rather than, you know, sort of predetermined name. So, let's see. I wouldn't be surprised if football is involved in some sense, because that's our lives, right? So, Absolutely. But, uh, let's see. Well, I, I have to start with what a wonderful week your club has had. I watch pretty much all the games from beating West Ham to outplaying um, Madrid, and what about yesterday as well? Uh, your reflections on the impact Tuchel has had since he took over in January. It's just been an amazing transformation, basically, with the same players. Massive, massive. And um, if I can just focus away from the team itself, I think it's been a long time since I sort of identified as a fan. And he's brought that brought back that feeling. You know, uh, a lot of Chelsea fans, I know, like, now it's becoming very difficult for us to objectively analyze team, analyze the team because we are back to being fans. And he's brought that back. The unity is back. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's fighting for their places. And uh, so it's, it's incredible in that sense. Uh, and I think we've discussed this in the show as well. I have always thought that Chelsea have a squad capable of, you know, challenging for trophies. They uh, when Lampard kept saying that, you know, they're not good enough, they need Declan Rice or somebody else, it's like an excuse rather than sort of, uh, you know, 
So he he came in and he said he's going to make a side that is going to be very difficult to play against. And I think he's clearly uh, worked on it and he's made a side. You can see the likes of Rudiger and you know all those players who also stepped up. It's not just been the exciting Mason Mount or you know, Werner. Everybody stepped up. Everybody wants to be part of that team. And hence, I think um, I think this is what we were talking about in January. I think we had a long discussion on whether sacking Lampard was the right decision. And I always said that uh, this is a club that is very cutthroat. So they they obviously see trends. They obviously you know understood that if Lampard were to continue, this team is not going to make it to the Champions League spot. Uh, so this is a team. I mean, it, it, it does look cutthroat, but. I think as a Chelsea fan for what good almost twenty years now, um, I think the only way to being a Chelsea fan is to trust the management and you know sort of believe that they know what they're doing. And um, I think it's sort of playing uh, its dividends in terms of uh, to uh, to Shell's uh, appointment. It we still not won anything, so I don't think we need to get super excited. But I think uh, even before the Real Madrid semi final, I was telling a friend that. Uh, Weirdly enough, I am not worried because I think this is the start of something exciting for Chelsea. So even if you were not win silverware this year, I think this is the start of something very exciting. So it's okay to even say lose a semi-final in the Champions League as long as the side can, you know, continue this momentum. And you see victories like um, yesterday's win over City or win against West Ham. It's not like the Chelsea side were extremely convincing. Uh, got really lucky with a few decisions as well, uh, but these are the things that really start working for champions. Right, whenever you are you are on a winning streak, suddenly you get the right decisions from uh, the the ref- or wrong decisions from the referees, or you know something working for them, something working not. So I think Chelsea are on a team that's on their rise, and that's that's definitely nice. And and I cannot like not mention the women's team as well. So yeah. they have been yeah. doing incredibly well and uh, it's nice to see the likes of Fran Kirby and Sam Kerr and G and all the all these exciting Penel Harder all them they're playing really good football and they can cleanse the title today if they uh, I think a victory would be perfect but even a draw can work uh, for them so I think uh, uh, from a club's point of view you can't get better I think they're really on on the up and I think this is what they were building for in the summer. They sense an opportunity, say that other clubs are financially down and they can't spend due to the virus, the lockdowns, and all that. Uh, Chelsea took Chelsea gambled. It's like this could you know work in our strategy, get these be- uh, good players. And the, I mean, look at Havertz for example. I thought he was exceptional in the Champions League match. He showed desire. He was not making uh, the likes of Tony Cruz and Will and uh, uh, yeah, I think this is a start of something very exciting for Chelsea. And I think, um, I don't know how much credit you can give Tuchel, but, you know, the conversations, like you said, with Lampard was that, you know, these new players that they brought in, they spent a lot of money bringing those young players in. That It's going to take yeah. time. That was the reasoning. But all of a sudden, they don't need the time. And um, the other thing, I mean, we've looked how good they look offensively. But defensively, I saw a stat the other day that they've had 18 clean sheets in 23 games. Um, uh, you know, the transformation that he's brought in so quickly. I know there was talk that he's a hard ta- taskmaster in, in, in the coaching sessions. And, you know, he, but he, you know, this is what 
top class co coaches can bring. And um, I think Frank Lampard, like you said, the management saw that. And that was a very, very big call uh, to remove him at that time. Uh, but uh, like you said, uh, you know, Chelsea management don't often get the credit when they sack managers after winning Champions Leagues and what have you. But they know, they seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, um, I mean, as Chelsea fans, sometimes you get really frustrated also seeing all these managers just leave one after the other. Especially, I, I remember how upset I was when Ancelotti was leaving. I thought Chelsea played one of their, like that, that two seasons were like incredible for Chelsea. But um, this is how it is and this is how it will be. So, uh, you wouldn't even be surprised if, say, one year down lane this year, uh, I mean, this time next year, you you see the news that uh, Tuchel is sacked. I mean, that's that's how the, how the club goes. So, the idea is to just enjoy the moment <laughs> and trust the process that this team is constantly being built. While we wait for Nevin, um, I just wanted to say, you know, the uh, impact of um, the Chelsea women as well. I mean, they're in the, um, the they'll probably they will win the league today. They're in the Champions League final. They're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Um, so the club is having an amazing uh, season, both uh, in the men and the women's. And um, I think the statement yesterday they made by beating Man City was incredible, um, amazing uh, performance and. We'll just wait for Nevin to come back before I take his view because um, up to now, you know, Man Manchester United were thought to be the team that might challenge Man City next season with a bit of investment. Uh, you expect Liverpool to come back and not have the season they've had. But uh, for Chelsea to beat Man City over the past, uh, in the past three weeks, twice, uh, that is some statement. So I'm just waiting for Nevin to try and come back onto the show. And um, we'll just, no, that's okay. You're back. So that's the main thing. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, can I, can I jump back to my phone or something? Is, is, it, is it lagging at your end? No, it's all fine. It's all good now. I was just, um, while you, we lost you, I was just, uh, right. yeah, I was just feeling to say, you know, that, um, you mentioned the women's team, and quite rightly as well, because they will win the league today. Um, they're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. They're in the Champions League final. They're doing a bit of um, what Gogolam have done this season. Um, but um, there's a few cups coming Chelsea's way, one way or another. But I think yesterday's statement of beating Man City again at, at the Etihad, although, you know, home and away this season, you know, it's become a bit irrelevant. But still, that was a statement, having beaten them in the FA Cup semi-final, then to go and do it yesterday, having been a goal down, um, you know, I was I was saying that you know next season, uh, people were looking at Manchester United with a bit of an investment to challenge Man City. We expect Liverpool to not have the season they've had, and they'll be back. But I seriously think the main challenges now are looking like Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, I did lose you in between, so I'm going to just assume I heard the entire uh, point that you were trying to make, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I expect, I think, Chelsea with a little bit more investment, especially in, say, centre midfield and maybe in a defensive position, uh, to sort of really challenge Manchester City. I don't know, maybe, even if, say, uh, even if it was not Lampard starting the season, I think this season itself, Chelsea should have been challenging uh, for, for the title. So, um, yeah, and, and I expect Liverpool to make a, a, 
better fight for the title next time around. Liverpool are a very good side. Um, I think they'll they'll change the uh, things a little. They'll probably you know get a good striker um, and uh, make a tweaks here and there because they now are a known system for English football. Everybody knows what to expect. Everybody knows that uh, uh, their fullbacks are going to come up, and everybody knows what a Salah or a Mane will do. So they definitely need a, a, a different type of attack. Maybe a, a solid central attacker who can you know score a lot of goals. Somebody like Lewandowski would really make things very interesting for uh, Liverpool. Um, that's it. Uh, um, yeah, I think Chelsea, Liverpool, United. You never know. You know, uh, a couple of signings here and there. United should be. Uh, a top side, and they've got the fans, and they've got the momentum. Everybody trusts Ole, so that that's uh, fresh for them. Uh, again, I don't think Martial is the answer for them. So maybe uh, you know, getting another striker who can. Cavani's been playing really well, but you know, the, the age doesn't favor him. So they can probably look for a good striker or somebody like the Sancho, whose um, value is apparently dropped to around seventy-eight million. So that's definitely something that United can look at. Uh, so. Clearly, uh, all the top four clubs, and I think Leicester has also made some couple of uh, interesting moves. They've already, I think, agreed to sign that midfielder from Lille. Uh, so I think, I think Premier League is going to be exciting. Yeah, and I also think Premier League is going to be exciting because the likes of Barca and uh, Real Madrid and Juventus have lost their financial power. So I think uh, even a even a Tottenham or an Arsenal can now challenge them. In terms of you know getting signings on board, so I think Premier League is going to have like a very good next five years. You know they're they're going to dominate all the competitions. Yeah, um, I think you're going a bit too far expecting Arsenal to be challenged in the next couple of years, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I had an Arsenal fan yesterday on the show, and it was good talking to him. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can see the power of um, the Premier League. Uh, we nearly had four teams in the both of the European finals. Arsenal missed out. Um, but another All England um, Champions League final. Uh, but looking at the other teams, um, how disappointed were you with PSG? And just goes to show, money can't always buy you the titles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would, in fact, you know, admit that I got it really wrong, and Neymar really didn't step up. He was irritating throughout the match. He just dropped to the midfield, wouldn't pass the ball because you see they have players with the potential to pass the ball around quickly. Um, they should have left uh, left it to Verratti to dictate the match. He's a much better player from the midfield. He can, you know, pick out those passes, uh, you know, jump in and stop the tackles. And you called it perfectly. You, the moment they, you know, were a goal down, their shoulders drop. They're just not used to losing, or they just they just don't like it when somebody else plays better. And that attitude really showed. And, uh, and to be honest, I think PSG are not that good at the, in their defense. I know Martinos is an unbelievably good player, but um, I don't think Kelo Navas is the answer if you're going to try to win the Champions League trophy. I think he, he wasn't. Uh, you could really see the difference between Ottawa and Navas, and you can see why Madrid uh, decided to upgrade. So uh, clearly, a couple of changes here and there. But PSG really, I don't know. The problem also comes from the fact that they need to be. I know the French league was quite exciting this year, and um, I mean a lot of other teams did give them a run for money. But they need to be playing uh, top oppositions on a regular basis to be used to losing, and you know to have that mentality to make a comeback and things like that. And 
Neymar really disappointed. I'm sorry, he was like a, <clears throat> I don't know, he was like a entitled brat on the pitch that you know he thought he could just run through a, a city team. And uh, credits to um, Guardiola also. I think uh, uh, Fernandino played that borderline irritating role, and it really you know really irked the um, the PSG uh, players and. Uh, Diaz had an unbelievably good game, and then Mares showed what we expect from Neymar. I mean, Mares was the Neymar. <laughs> so yeah, he had uh, both the semi-finals. He was outstanding. Yeah, but yeah Neymar, outstanding. Just, I just find Neymar. I find I knew they didn't have Mbappe in the se- se- second game, but I think the way PSG behave and play stems from Neymar. I think his attitude yeah. affects all of the players and. Um, I don't know why he's rated as highly as because he's not consistent. He's very moody. Um, but I know PSG, I think, have extended his contract. And uh, it's probably why they can't afford to reinforce other, like you said, the goalkeeper, uh, the defence is because of the money that they are um, paying Neymar. But that's just my opinion. I just, I, I think he, yeah. his performance affects the team too much. Uh, but um, your no, team... I, I... I, I must say that I think Neymar would perf- would only I think fit well if there is a better player than him in the team. So in Barcelona there was Messi and there was Prime Suarez. Mbappe is better than him. Yeah, but Mbappe, you know, is young and he's not. Uh, you know, he he, not. Yeah. unfortunately, yeah, I can't order Neymar to do things while Messi can. Um, I don't know which team can then get a Neymar and. You know, hope him to you know play well. I think he's he's what he is, and he's going to stay in PSG and not really achieve what we really thought about. Yeah, yeah, no, agree. Um, but just finally, uh, Chelsea have got their biggest game of the season so far next Saturday, which I'm so looking forward to. Um, you know, uh, maybe a couple. You want to talk about Leicester? What is happening with Leicester? This is uh, deja vu and last year over again. I think last season was slightly different because um, we didn't have the squad. Uh, we lost a lot of players uh, back end, and that affected us. And the form, the, you know, the restart was a different environment. I just think um, we've got three tough games against uh, United on Tuesday. Although United are playing three games, so we'll see what sort of team they put out. Uh, but I think uh, Chelsea, when we play them after the FA Cup final, you know, they might start think, thinking about the Champions League final. And then we've got Tottenham on the last day. I think we're probably, if we get four points from the last three games, um, I think we'll sneak into fourth place, depending on how other results go. <coughs> but um, it's going to be tight. We didn't make it easy for ourselves. We didn't turn up on Friday. It was yeah. one of those days. I mean, to be fair, the goalkeeper, the Newcastle goalkeeper had a good day, but that's no excuse for letting in four very soft goals, in my opinion. It wasn't the Leicester that we expect. Um, but uh, the pressure is on Brendan, really, and the players to ensure that it doesn't happen again. I mean, the one good thing is that uh, we've reached an FA Cup final and we will be in Europe again next year. But obviously, we want to be in the Champions League, not the Europa League. Um, so, I mean, there's positives and negatives. But, um, yeah, I think if it happens again, um, it will have an impact, uh, definitely. Um, so... Uh, we were hoping to have it wrapped up by beating Southampton away, which we should have against 10 men and definitely beating a Newcastle team yesterday. But Newcastle, we know, can blow hot and cold and they've got a few players back and 
They looked very decent yesterday or on Friday yeah. night. So it's a boggy team. No? And I, as Chelsea fan also, I've seen Newcastle just turn up and uh, these Cissés and Demba Bars scoring. Yeah, Maximin and yeah. <laughs> All this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be um, a nervous time for Leicester fans. But like I said, one thing we've got this season is the FA Cup final next week against your boys. And um, as I was saying a couple of weeks ago, I just said, you know, we've got a slight outside chance of beating Chelsea, you know, but the way Chelsea are playing at the moment. Um, and I, I know you said there's no trophies as yet, but um, you go into that game now on the back of the performance this week, especially. I know you've got Arsenal midweek, but uh, firm favourites for that game. But I'm so looking forward to the our first FA Cup final in 52 years. Um, I've been lucky enough to get a ticket, so I'll be going down to Wembley on Saturday, uh, one of the 6,000. So really looking forward to it. Uh, win or I lose? Think, uh, I think Leicester can give it a go. Like, I think uh, um, clearly now the sort of the pressure is shifted to Chelsea to deliver. Yeah. Now they're looking like a team that is supposed to win trophies and a team in form. To be fair, he, they look like a team that can win trophies now. Yeah. But you still see that central midfield is incredibly stressed for Chelsea. You can't be playing N'Golo Kante and Jorginho all your matches. Kovacic's absence in the central midfield is a big problem for Chelsea. Uh, so much so that Billy Gilmore is playing these crucial matches. Billy played really well against City yesterday. Uh, but um, I still think that's one area that uh, Chelsea have their weakness. And I think Christensen is also out, which gives them not so much space. Because Christensen in that central role is the only actual replacement for Thiago Silva. I don't think I don't think Zuma is perfect for that central no. role. Uh, in a he, three. he was lucky not to get awarded a penalty against him. Absolutely. absolutely. And that, that if it is a penalty, it's a red card as well. So, yeah. uh, so Clearly, uh, Chelsea lack that player. If Thiago and Thiago Silva can't be playing three matches in a week, no, he doesn't have that in his legs. And so, um, I think there are things in Chelsea's armor that uh, Leicester, especially if they can turn up, uh, you know, with Vardy and you know, if that pressing is there, I think there is, uh, uh, there is, uh, there are weaknesses for Chelsea. But you you can't let them counter because there is so much pace and. Uh, Directness in Chelsea's attack right now with Polisic, Werner, Havertz, um, all these guys really, you know, enjoying the football out there. So it, it's it's about not giving Chelsea that space to exploit because Werner will keep running into those channels. I know he's not scoring goals, but he consistently keeps running into those channels with pace that you 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 constantly are stretched as a defense. So it'll be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, win or lose, I'll still speak to you on Sunday. So. I might not Absolutely. be in a fit state to do a podcast. We might have to postpone it for a week. Could be, but, uh, could be the other way around as well. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but really looking forward to the trip to Wembley and seeing the team in uh, the FA Cup on and live. So um, our feedback on how the uh, day indication went. Um, just moving to um, football back home. And I just wanted to run through a couple of quick uh, points before... I come to my main topic, a um, couple of main topics. First one is, no surprise, uh, Krishna has been uh, kept retained by ATK. Um, he's got, a, from all accounts, uh, a good rise in his wage and quite rightly. Um, so, you know, it just shows that uh, ATK still are wanted challenge for the trophies and, st- and they've got a big a- a- AFC Cup uh, campaign coming up. I'm not sure if he'll be able to play, but um, a good... Uh, 
show of intent from them already. Uh, Roy Krishna has been uh, one of the finest players to have come to India in the recent times. And I, I'm, I'm saying it in terms of ability because I know we've had like great players come here, but usually past their prime. But Roy Krishna came to India in his prime and he's delivered and he's been versatile. He's used the ATK system. The fans love him. So it makes all the sense to keep him. And uh, so many think that he is even Indian. I've seen a lot of comments say that why isn't he playing for our national team? Uh, so I think that it, it, it sort of shows how much he's sort of been. Uh, he's become a, a sort of a, a fan figure that people want him playing for India. So no surprise there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think he deserves um, the pay rise as well. The signing on fee by all accounts is over five, uh, five crore. Um, so he, he definitely uh, earns that uh, in terms of goals and his impact uh, for ATK. The other big news um, from Orisha was uh, their um, uh, news of getting David uh, V onto their football committee and his organization, G7. Um, onto that. Um, does that tell you which direction Rohan is taking the club back to the good old Spanish days? I suppose. I mean, um, clearly, Gumbo uh, was also involved in the whole deal. Um, so, clearly, I think uh, Rohan is fancying that uh, that side of football back again. and uh, He is trying to forget that season that this happened. Uh, personally, I don't know how much this will help. I know Rohan's been taking Twitter to saying that, you know, uh, this is not just a, a deal for the namesake and they're really serious about football and they've been watching, monitoring, and things like that. Uh, so, I've, I'm considering I have seen these a uh, lot of these positive uh, news really, uh, you know, really die down. Uh, it'll be, I, I want, I'm just you know, standing away and going to observe this. I'm not going to say it's bad. I'm not going to say it's good. I'm going to just sit back and observe what this deal is all about. Uh, but what a name to be involved in. It's just, you know, when I saw David Villa, the first thing is that he's going to come back and play. <laughs> These are people you, you sort of admired. Uh, I, I sort of always, even when I was playing, I've always sort of played striker. And David Villa is sort of one of those figures mm. that you really enjoyed. It's a classic out and out striker, good in the box, make those runs. Um, yeah, so to have that name involved, uh, when I saw it, I was like, first of all, no, I need to get in touch with Rowan and somehow get a chance to talk to David Villa himself. But um, yeah, uh, very exciting in that sense. But I don't know what the team really offers. Uh, for that, I think we need to like sit down and uh, observe. Uh, the next few years, but good, good. Like uh, from the exterior, it looks like good deal, and I mean, it can do no harm. Absolutely, and like you say, Coach Gumbau is part of that organization, uh, the G7 Academies, and they've got those around the world. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who uh, Rohan appoints as manager as well. Um, but this might be the first clue. Um, I just want to move to uh, breaking news today, and I was talking. I was going to talk about it in a different way because uh, BFC have got a. Well, I thought they were going to have a big game in the final playoffs to reach the group stage against the, uh, the team from the Maldives. Uh, but from what I've read, and you can correct me or not, but the sports minister from the Maldives has asked the team to leave the island because they've broken the COVID bubble. Yeah, and uh, BFC owner. 
uh, Parjinder has also confirmed this. He said three foreign players. I don't know why he had to like pick the word foreign, but uh, three players from BUC have uh, obviously broken the bubble. My sources tell me it's more, and it's not just three. And apparently, one didn't even wear a mask. So things are a little. Um, again, it's it's rumors, and I'm not saying this is the truth. Uh, it's what I heard. Uh, so clearly. Uh, when you're coming from a country like India, that's the epicenter for uh, the second wave of COVID. I think uh, it's important that uh, we also realize that everybody else is scared. You know, I understand that Maldives want to, you know, posters and there's a football tournament, but people are legit scared, and they they are rightly scared. I think we're also scared. Uh, we are not moving out of our houses, so it's clear that uh, a foreign country is not really entertaining this and. You never know with politicians. Um, I mean, there's obviously some politics involved. Maybe there was already criticism of this being hosted, and he's using this as a good excuse to, you know, really kick out the team. Um, there are rumors that the AFC uh, Cup might be postponed, but clearly, Bangalore has done something wrong, which is why the owner has come out and apologized and said strict actions will be taken. Which is sad. I mean, I would have expected them to be acting a little more responsibly. I know it's been very hard living in a bubble and staying away from. Uh, you know, family sometimes and staying away from friends. But I think as professionals, we need to respect the times that we are in. And uh, it was blunder from the players. It could cost them a place in the group stages. Yeah, it could cost them the group stages and in effect, um, um, sort of um, affect the India's ranking in AFC competitions as well. Because if they're not going to, you know, play, that means uh, lesser, lesser points scored by Indian teams. So, that it, it really doesn't help the Indian football at all, like in, in any sense. But it, it is really, obviously, we don't know the full facts. We don't know how many players or what happened or how big a breach, but a breach is a breach, no matter big or small. Uh, but it is really disappointing. These are professionals and uh, they're representing not only their club, but the nation. And like you said, there's a lot of nervous, nervousness around the world when anybody from India comes to their country, quite rightly. Yeah. Uh, because uh, from what I've read, the current strain is you know, one of those that can you know, uh, transmit very, very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there was no more embarrassment. From, I mean, I've, I've said it to you in the podcast last week. It's very embarrassing to see the news. But we had the foreign minister from India come here for the G7 summit and to the uh, staff, Indian staff, tested positive. How embarrassing is that? So, um, you know, but the players... Uh, They've been used to the bubble. They know what the rules and regulations are. It is very, very disappointing. Fair play to Bath to come out and apologise. Like you said, I'm not sure why you um, you singled out the foreign players. Um, So we'll have to see what pans out of that. But it could cost, like you say, uh, not only BFC, but Indian football hugely. um, Because um, the uh, schedules are very tight. Uh, The game against, um, I mean, there was meant to be a playoff between the Maldives side and um, the club from Bangladesh. I I don't know why that was postponed, Uh, but the Maldives side got through. So I think they might get through to the group stage, especially if it is shown that it was a breach by the BFC players. So we'll see how that pans out, but really, really disappointing because I was looking forward to that game because uh, from what I read, the Maldives side, isn't wasn't going to be a walkover anyway uh a decent yeah. side with uh, some decent players yeah that's what even i heard um and we've always had uh, these competitions with uh, tough matches with bangladesh and all these sides so 
um it, it, it wouldn't have been a walkover in any sense and go there and play wouldn't have been easy for bangalore as well so let's just hope that we get a chance and it's just postponed and we can you know just probably pay a fine or something and get away with it but yeah um it's it's not a good thing it's 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 not a good thing not just from a football perspective but also considering the times that we find ourselves yeah and um, we'll see how that pans out and uh, but other breaking news that you just shared with me um as we started the show that you've just heard is some breaking news around chennai city it's not it's not breaking news yet but uh, i've heard from a couple of sources and uh, player agents and all that there are apparently been a few discussions about uh, uh, the management saying that players can leave if they get an offer without i mean the management is willing to give them the noc even if they are uh, players with contracts so clearly a couple of signs here and there that uh, things aren't really well and uh, it is got nothing to do with the merger of us so there was also a lot of rumors that chennai and chennai city are going to merge um i don't think there is any uh, truth to that as of now again these are all i can't verify these uh, things uh, but there are rumors and it would be sad because i thought chennai city is one of those clubs that was at least close to earning some profits with like constant sales so they are the ones who made uh, suseda santokumar uh, romario regin all of them came from that side right so uh they had that great feeder concept going for them they were uh, they were perhaps tamil nadu's big, biggest home i think a lot of players from tamil nadu are recent national stages and which are talking about uh, you know tamil nadu football because of chennai city fc and they also had a great deal with coimbatore city um uh, so they were getting the ground for free uh they had uh, a great deal with basel switzerland club so and it was supposedly the biggest deal in indian football i think they had committed some 20 million uh so i don't know what is happening i don't know why the club is struggling but these are again i can't verify these rules and uh, a journalist told me that uh, the owner rohit ramesh has denied it uh so maybe it's maybe it's just rumors and there's nothing uh, factual to it but if true if true that will be that will be big loss they are the former i i league champions mind mm-hmm. so for them to just go away would be very sad. Yeah, and I know they're disappointing Ali this year uh, season this year but like you said champions from 2-3 uh, years ago and uh, they they represented the nation in Asian Cups and uh, but isn't this just a you know what we expect to happen to other clubs because of the lack of um, funding by league clubs you know it's hard to sustain um, Absolutely. and uh, if i may add in this season like this played in a bubble and no uh, no tv coverage for them and things like that you need to save these clubs the, the federation in the country is to come out and say we're going to bail you out we're going to give you some financial assistance no sort of ownership from the federation it's it's disgusting you know you want football to survive in the country save them you know support them you've seen this kind of support across the world for companies for football clubs and everything what have you done you sort of destroyed the league you went so i think um we've just lost uh, never again um but you know we hope the um issues around i can around. hear you all right okay yeah sorry you were saying yeah. about no, the lack of support yeah so i mean i was just saying that um, 
um, you know, the Federation really needs to stand up and support these teams because this, these are very hard times. There are no ticket sales, uh, no media revenue for these clubs. So give them some sort of, uh, you know, revenue in some way. Reduce the national funds, do something. Uh, save them because if you want the country to survive and these are the clubs that's going to bring you profit in the next five years. So save them now. And, and, and like you said, Chennai, uh, Chennai, sorry, uh, Freudian slip, uh, Chennai City. Chennai City have um, a good track record in terms of, you know, supporting players and um, the management seems to, you know, but it's at the end of the day, you know, it's not a bottomless pit, even if you're a top, top businessman, there's only, there's a limit to how much you can pump into a football club and you do need that support. And I think um, us waiting for the Federation to step up, um, we're, we're going to have a long, long wait. Um, I think we need some sort of fan power movement starting in India uh, to get these changes done much, much quicker. Uh, there's a lot of uh, changes that we need to be brought in. I don't think... The, and I, I, I should add, things are not better for ISL club side. No, it's not no. Like, uh, so they are also suffering, what, 50 crore losses every year. I mean, even if you're extremely rich, why would you want to throw away 50 crore? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense, right? So, exactly. And there's a path to generate any revenue in the near future as well. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's right now, I think it's a philanthropy level, but at some point people might think, you know, why, do, why should I do it for a football club? I'd rather go give it to a, uh, an NGO that's working with kids or things like that. Why would you want to give it, give it away? Uh, I think or, right, right now, it's a bit, it's the state of affairs is that if I was a businessman, I'd rather, try and rather buy a Kabaddi franchise than an ISL club. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because it's it's better organized and uh, yeah, uh, or or you know if you want to sponsor something, sponsor something even like second tier cricket. I think even that is much better than mm. more than uh, football. Yeah, and um, like I said, we need some changes, and we'll talk about the changes that we think in an ideal world um, the federation should bring in, and um, we need to start talking about that because just saying oh, the federation needs to step up. I don't think it's going to happen soon. Uh, I mean, to be fair, when Path sent that letter, open letter, about the financial issues clubs of his stature are facing, you would think that that would be an eye-opener and you know, the powers to be would have taken notice. But, um, you know, we've had conversations with Rohan that, you know, sometimes it's not always easy to speak uh, if you're one of the so-called smaller clubs as well. So we'll see what happens with that. I hope... Um, Something happens with Chennai City that uh, these are rumours and um, the club can survive um, because um, they are a great asset to um, the I League and um, with a team that they've got, uh, you know, you never know they might get into the ISL once relegation promotion comes over without having to pay a fee. So, um, yeah, we've covered a lot today in the show and um, it's been a little bit negative to end with. Uh, but uh, the positive side is the IPL has been <laughs> postponed. So we talked about this last year, um, uh, last yes. year, last week. It seems like last yeah. year, a lot of that has happened. Um, but I think uh, the BCCI lost the moral high ground when they were forced to abandon the tournament rather than take the decision for the benefit of the nation. Um, but um, football outside India, we've got lots to look forward to in terms of the FA Cup. Um, like I said, um, the build-up has started here in the city. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll try and pick up a souvenir or two for you as well and send that over. Uh, but um, it's been absolutely fantastic again talking to you. I've covered a lot of topics. 
but the main point, as always, is uh, please stay safe. Uh, look after the family. I know it's uh, tough times there. Uh, I don't know when the peak is going to happen. They keep telling me it's this week, this week, but I'm waiting for the peak. Uh, but um, I'm sure we'll get out of it soon.